0: In this short but very sweet purport, Srila Prabhupada is demonstrating the wonderful gift of Krishna consciousness. When a devotee chants Hare Krishna, Krishna and his internal potency dance on the tongue of the devotee. When a devotee offers food with love to Krishna, Krishna directly accepts that. This is the gift of Ananya-bhakti. The word was used in the previous verse, Ananya. Devotion without deviation to any other subject. So the conclusion is simple and clear. Everyone should simply surrender to Krishna and be happy eternally on the platform of pure Krishna consciousness. Is that all right? Okay, so we can finish the class and just be pure devotees, okay? Why are you all laughing? We're laughing because it's a joke. We're not pure devotees. Hari Hari Bifale Janama Manusha Janama Paya Radha Krishna Nabhajya Jani This is our position, that we know that service to Radha and Krishna is the only meaning of life. We kind of know it, we talk about it. But we have so many other things to do and think about and desire for. Anya means... Sorry, other means anya. We are not ananya. We are not one-pointed. But at least we're talking about Krishna and Krishna consciousness and trying to engage in Krishna's service to the best of our ability despite being uh, handicapped by various material desires. And we have faith in the goal of coming to the platform whereby... Simply by chanting the holy names of Krishna, the whole spiritual world is revealed to us. That most people are not ready to take up the instruction which Krishna gives in this verse is accepted by Krishna. Therefore, after giving these instructions just to be a completely pure devotee, in the next few verses he offers alternatives for those who are aspiring to be pure devotees, but who realistically speaking are not yet on that platform. And he even offers alternatives for persons who are not aspiring to be pure devotees, but who without clear knowledge of the goal of pure devotion, wish to be better persons. There is a gradation of position, of which the best is to simply be a pure devotee. And if one is not a pure devotee, one may directly aspire for pure devotional service by taking up the process of sadhana bhakti. Then there is uh, cultivating knowledge about Krishna, or about yeah. the absolute truth. There is karma yoga by which one uh, works with attachment to the result but nevertheless offers that offers that to Krishna. Yeah. Please all move forward a little bit. Make some space for our welcome guests. How do you say welcome in Polski? Yeah. Vitamin. <laughs> oh all right, you say it. <laughs> Even in this chapter it's uh mentioned about performing what elsewhere is called mundane charitable activities. So uh Usually, from the uh, absolute platform, performing mundane welfare activities are, are not rated very highly. Generally, people think that opening schools and hospitals... Of course, they don't do that in this country, but in India, they, the government does it. But in countries where the government doesn't do it, then or doesn't do it very well, then people think that opening schools and hospitals is a very great service to human society, Red Cross or Red Crescent, if you're in a Muslim country. Red Crescent, Crescent. And, uh, you know, there's helping uh, aid for the blind, aid for the deaf, aim, uh, aid aid, aid for the blind, aid for the deaf, aim, aid for the dogs, and so on. So from the absolute viewpoint, uh, such activities which are highly lauded in mundane society are not considered to the point because they only attempt to help the body and the body is a covering for the soul. The example is given of a man drowning in the river and he's calling out, help! So someone jumps in and swims out and rips the shirt off the drowning man and comes back. And they say, well what's the point of that? What's the answer? No point. You're supposed to save the man, not the shirt. Mm. So in the same way, someone who acts simply for the benefit of the body but not for the soul which is covered by by the body is something like one who saves the shirt of a drowning man. So from the absolute point of view, someone like uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who became very famous as a great saintly person, is not rated very highly because her activities were directed at the body, based on the Christian misunderstanding that the body and the soul are the same. That on the Day of Judgment, God will come and dig up all the uh, already eaten by worms bodies and bring them back together again. And those who are Christians, and specifically Catholics, if you happen to be a Catholic, they believe this, then you go to heaven, and if not, you get thrown in hell forever. This is a great dilemma for persons brought up in Northern Ireland. My mother was from Northern Ireland. Protestants say that if you believe in the Virgin Mary, you go to hell, and the Catholics say if you don't believe in the Virgin Mary, you go to hell. so you don't, there's no real philosophy to understand why, so it's you know it's like flipping a coin Russian roulette or something. <laughs> you might just hope on the day of judgment, you can stand in the middle of the road and see see whether God comes on the Protestant church side or the Catholic church side and (laughs) run run in at the last moment. So, no doubt, uh, pious belief in God, but not uh, very weak in philosophical understanding. However, that is, uh, here in this chapter of Bhagavad Gita, that is uh, recommended for persons who don't have uh, actual knowledge of the soul and the relationship to Krishna. And picking people up, picking dying people off the streets of Calcutta, where they've lived all their lives, and putting them in a home for the last two, three days before they die, uh, is a better activity than, for instance, uh, opening camps like Auschwitz. Uh, And that endeavor to Try to help others, even though not based on transcendental knowledge, is considered pious. However, a lack of transcendental knowledge may convert a pious sentiment into impiety. I remember when I was a child seeing in the newspaper they were telling there was a great drought in Bihar, a state in northern India, and that many people were dying of starvation. Although later when I grew up and went to India, I went to Bihar, and I asked about the drought and the people starving, and no one knew anything about it. It sounds like a good hoax for raising money. Most of these charitable organizations, as Prabhupada points out, are just hoaxes for raising money, actually. Anyway, um, I remember seeing an advertisement for one charitable, famous charitable organization based in Oxford in England, which was trying to convince the readers of the newspaper why they should send money to this organization. And it showed a picture of an old man looking very thin, lying on a bed, looking as if he's about to die, and with a cow standing next to his bed. So they said, this is from Bihar. See, this, this man is so ignorant, he's dying of starvation, there's a cow standing next to him, he doesn't kill it. So we're not just feeding people, but we're educating them so that they're not, they're not so stupid. So, of course, an old man, you know, there, there comes a point in everyone's life in which you uh, are about to die. It may not have been that he was dying of starvation. But I remember, th- I mean, I remember that, you know, that's like 40 years ago I saw that. I remember that. I remember thinking at the time, man, these people are really puffed up. They think that they have to educate the whole world in their way of thinking. But the point I'm making here is that uh, due to ignorance of the laws of God and the laws of nature... The pious sentiment can be expressed in impious activity. We shall feed the poor people, but if we slaughter animals to do so, then we also become engaged in impious activity, unless it's unless there's absolutely no other alternative, which. Uh, Actually, there's always some alternative in most cases than to eating meat. The persons who have not been eating then meat is extremely difficult to digest anyway. So actually, the as this advertisement suggested, to give knowledge by which people can improve themselves is actually the best kind of charity. But then we should get the knowledge right. If if in the name of teaching we we simply compound others' ignorance then instead of helping them, we become their enemy. That's why actually uh, throughout the world we find that most parents are their children's enemies. They think that they're their well-wishers, but because they are ignorant of what is actually for the benefit of the child, they act in a manner to compound their ignorance. They train them to be uh, interested in the pleasures of this world, which are traps, they trap us in repeated birth and death, instead of giving the knowledge by which they can be relieved from birth and death. Therefore, Guru nasasyaat, Swajana Sasyat Pita nasasyaat, Janani nasasyaat, Daivan nasasyaan patischa sasyat One should not become, unless one can deliver his dependence from birth and death, one should not become a guru, relative, father, mother, uh, worshipable person. One shouldn't accept worship from another. One shouldn't become a husband. That's why in Vedic culture, the brahmanas, those who are actually in knowledge of the Absolute truth. They are the, considered the heads of society. I didn't say in India. I said in Vedic society. Oh. <clears throat> they they had, they, they had such an important service to direct everyone on the, uh, towards the correct path. It's understood that everyone is, uh, most people are not perfect, but and that different peoples are on, different people are on different levels. Everyone requires to be guided according to the level that they're on, so that they can become gradually purified. But if we don't understand what the purpose of life is, or how to gradually advance towards that, then. Prakriti, Mohini, those who are, are bereft of knowledge of the science of Krishna, then all their endeavors are bewildered. And they become attracted to demoniac and atheistic views. So uh, to maintain the purity of the uh, of spiritual teachings requires very pure and sincere persons. Otherwise, the tendency is to pollute even the path of spiritual advancement with demoniac and atheistic ideas. For instance, uh, it's uh, more or less clear that Jesus Christ wasn't a meat eater or a, or a drunkard. Uh, I mean, it's as it's uh, scholars accept as a historical fact that he was born in, that Joseph and Mary were Essenes which was a uh, religious sect at that time they had them in those days too uh, which believed in reincarnation and no meat eating no wine drinking so uh, and uh, and the early Christians they adhered to these principles later on the Bible got edited and Jesus was uh, imaginatively converted into a meat eater and a drunkard because, because uh, certain persons wanted to get the blessings of Jesus without following his instructions, so that the, the in this way even the the path of uh, that was given by Jesus Christ became polluted by atheistic and demoniac views. So very uh, pure, knowledgeable brahmanas are required to guide society and such persons should themselves be fully surrendered to Krishna and should inform others also of this uh, goal of life but should also realistically pragmatically understand that not everyone is ready to fully surrender to Krishna immediately and that indeed to try to force people to do so immediately may be counterproductive. That's why Rupa Goswami gives the process of Vaidhi sadhana bhakti, by which one can become gradually purified by following rules and regulations. Following the rules and regulations do not in themselves guarantee that one can be Krishna conscious. Because the attitude of devotion is ultimately more important than the mechanics of one's activities. However, the rules and regulations of uh, Vaidhi sadhana bhakti are uh, designed to help one develop an attitude of pure devotional service. So this is what Krishna recommends. If one cannot fully fix the mind on Krishna immediately, follow the rules and regulations of devotional service. But, Krishna says, if you can't follow that, well, there's there's another stage also. And if you can't follow that, there's another stage also. In other words, wherever you're at, come up, try to improve. Better if we fully surrender to Krishna immediately. But if not, then at least start to approach the goal. This is the goal of Daivi Vanashram dharma. Vānaśram āchirāvatā Parafuman Vishnur viṣṇur ārādhyate panta nānyat shakāranam That for the ordinary man, there is no uh, other process for purification than to follow uh, to, and to worship the supreme lord by one 's occupation within varnasram. Sometimes devotees think that Varnasha means you just do whatever you like and don 't follow any authority that 's not varnasram that 's just what everyone's doing everyone 's supposed to have some authority but authorities uh, if they're actually authorities in There's a play on word here. Authority means like there's an institutional authority and authority also means one who is knowledgeable. Yeah. Then they know how to guide the person according to their present need. And although always tries to push the person on a lower level to come to a higher level, also uh, understands their limitations according to the platform they're on. To guide persons towards the goal of life is a very delicate task, especially in the modern age where, uh, people, they, they, without the background of Vedic culture, they don't have the, the, the grounding in, uh, basic pious life, which is why that, uh, often the persons who are attempting to guide and those who are being guided, they may be a, a little bit off-center. Um, fortunately, <laughs> You can give the translation of that. <laughs> can everyone at the back hear? No. No. You have to speak more loudly. Say it again, more loudly. (laughs) Actually, we should all go on the roof and shout this. (laughs) So that even the cows start jumping up and down and chanting Hare Krishna. There is great hope, despite our inadequacies and insufficiencies. Uh, However, along with chanting Hare Krishna, Rupa Goswami has given so many other directions. Chanting Hare Krishna means to pray to Krishna to please engage me in your unmotivated devotional service. So we need directions to understand what that devotional service is and how to engage in it. Srila Prabhupada said this is a pushing movement. He said just as my my spiritual master is pushing me I am pushing you talking to his disciples and you should push others. So that gives the idea of the idea of pushing gives the idea of uh, pushing someone who is somewhat reluctant. But that Pushing should be so expert to push people into Krishna consciousness and not out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you can never tell how anyone will react. Anyone who takes any position of responsibility um, takes risks with every decision. You can never tell how people will react or what the consequences of what one's action will be. Even sometimes uh Srila Prabhupada's disciples left him considering him unreasonable. When I was in Vrindavan in nineteen seventy six in the function for the, the for the the fire sacrifice for my Brahminical initiation, in the middle of the yagya swaha swaha Prabhupada suddenly leaned into the microphone and said stop and he pointed to the back of the square, in the the courtyard, in the front of the temple, and said, this child has his hand in his mouth. He is contaminating the whole sacrifice. He said to the mother, take him out, wash his hand, and teach him not to put his hand in his mouth. Continue. So, whenever I see someone put their hand in their mouth, (laughs) I tell the story. It may seem unreasonable to send you out of the class to wash your hand, but uh, due to lack of training in Vedic culture, we don't know. We should have learned it at the age of one. I've seen in, in in Bengal that the child is putting his hand in his mouth three times a minute and the mother is taking it out three times a minute. And he eventually gets the idea not to put his hand in his mouth and it remains for life. So I don't know how you're going to react to this. You, know, you might start jumping up and down and shouting at me. But I think I should tell you to go and wash your hand and don't put it in your mouth anymore, except when you're eating. <laughs> Now you touched him, you're also contaminated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very high culture, Vedic culture. The thing is, as Paupad explained, the mouth is more contaminated than the anus. And actually, if you consider, most, most diseases are orally transmitted by, you- by breath. Right? Is that right? Any doctors here? By breath. If you go in, if you go in a room with someone who's got a disease, then, uh, in many cases, it's picked up just from the air. So, if you touch the hand in the mouth, then you, without singing, then you're going to touch Bhagavad Gita or touch, uh, touch beads, then it becomes an offense, actually. So, you see, devotees don't know this, and they're going worshipping the deity. So, you should learn all these things. So, so many things have to be taught. Brahminical culture is very high culture. It's also, with, with the subject here is surrender to Krishna. It's also part of surrender to Krishna. Because if we're going to, like that, if we're going to worship the deity, but we have, you know, we always have our hands in our mouth, then, uh, obviously it's, it's offensive. So there are many things to learn. Srila Prabhupada said that this Krishna conscious movement is not a religion in the ordinary sense of the term, but it's a scientific, cultural educational and philosophical movement meant for the re-spiritualization of the entire world scientific cultural educational and philosophical it's a great endeavor to preach this krishna consciousness in a, in a, in the modern world which is running so fast in the opposite direction and ourselves coming from such ineligible backgrounds Therefore, Shadu Shanga Krishna Naam Ematra Chai Shamsha Jinite Ar Kano uh, Jagrat Ananda Pandit, a great devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, association of pure devotees and the name of Krishna, these are all that I desire. There is nothing else to help us cross over this world of birth and death, to mm-hmm. conquer over conquer over birth and death. We have to chant the holy names and take association with and guidance from competent devotees who will guide us according to our present need. Just like, for instance, someone may be uh, just occasionally associating with devotees. So it may be realistic to guide them that, you please start chanting, please chant one round of the Hare Krishna mantra every day. Or maybe they're not even ready for that. We can just... uh, Give them lots of prasadam. And if they start to chant one round and say, now I'm chanting one round, say, oh, very good. But if a devotee, initiated devotee, comes to his guru and says, I'm chanting one round a day, and say, not very good. (laughs) You promised to chant at least 16. So the person who's promised to chant at least 16, he's supposed to uh, be on a higher level than one who's not chanting at all. So people have to be intelligently instructed according to their level. Always instructing at a level somewhat higher than the one they're presently on. Otherwise, how are they going to come up? On the other hand, not uh, unrealistic that we meet someone on the street and they ask, uh, what's this Krishna conscious all about? And tell them, you should immediately give up all forms of intoxication, gambling, illicit sex... and and meat-eating and fully surrender to Krishna and chant 64 rounds a day and give all your money to Krishna. Immediately, otherwise you're a demon. So that's not very intelligent or sensitive preaching. Even among devotees, those who are chanting 16 rounds, there are different levels. And no one should make an excuse to not engage in service. But at the same time, not everyone's ready to surrender to the same extent. And even some devotees may have a desire to perform service, but they they may have uh, different uh, impediments to that, such as physical sickness, or due to uh, material commitments, they have to look after their family, they're not able to uh, perform service on the same level, for instance, as one who doesn't, have a family who is a full-time brahmacharya so an intelligent and sensitive guide interested in the uplift of his wards um, Ward, you know the word dependent Yeah. Um, he appreciates the sincerity of whatever service is performed and tries to encourage that as Srila Prabhupada said fan the spark if there is a spark of desire to serve Krishna fan it gradually into a big fire with faith that the process of Krishna consciousness is itself attractive and that if persons are compassionately guided in the process of hearing and chanting about Krishna and serving Him that their natural attraction to Krishna will gradually awake and that gradually uh, they will be able to uh, advance to the platform on which while chanting the holy names of Krishna, they perceive Radha and Krishna dancing on their tongue. Kobe bolo Rama Amar ruchi kripa bale hobe When or when will that day be mine? When my offences ceasing, taste for the holy name increasing, by the mercy of the devotees. We actually attain taste for the holy name of Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any question? Or comment? Or comment also? We're all happy with the festival today. Festival means happy. Describe that the spiritual world is Nitya Mahotsav, daily festival. All the preparations are made by Leela Shakti. You only have to enjoy. So go on making these festivals and be prepared to enter the eternal festival of hearing and chanting about Krishna directly in his association, dancing with him, and sometimes maybe even stealing his lunchbox. As Prabhupada once said, sitting back in a relaxed mood with his knee up like this, with his eyes wide and sparkling, he said, I only have one desire. To go to Golob Vrindavan and steal Krishna's lunchbox. Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Among who? The best heroes. No heroes. The listeners. Those who listen the best. Those who listen the best. Who listened the best? <laughs> you did, okay. All right, you can have one. Anyone else? He's a little exhausted from all the hard work and the festival. Why don't we give one to a listener here? Okay, I only have one more thing to... Oh, you have a question? Yeah, okay then. A question. <coughs> How we can recognize who is Mahabhagavat if we are not? Well, it may be difficult, <coughs> but... Uh, Basically, one who is always talking of Krishna, acting for Krishna, and who's developed the qualities of a, the self-evident qualities of a saintly person. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.